Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome back, you guys. I'm so excited that you're here today. Uh, Today's podcast episode is going to be talking a little bit about how we can help our little ones try new foods. This is so important because honestly, this is the number one thing you all want, right? With picky eating, the concern and the stress that comes from it is usually rooted in the fact that our little ones won't try new foods or once liked a food and now will no longer even look at it. And the whole goal of why I'm here on this podcast, why I'm on Instagram and why I have my Table Talk Picky Eating program is to help increase the number of foods your little one is willing to eat. So we're going to be talking all about that today. But before we do that, I want to read a written review from one of you. You guys know that these written reviews make my day, keep me going, but even more important than that, they also help other moms just like you find the podcast. So if you haven't already, scroll to the bottom and leave me a written review letting me know what you think of the podcast so more moms like you can find it. All right. Today's review comes from Theo Nasid, Nasid, maybe NSID. It says, user-friendly and uber-helpful. Love the content of the podcast and how easy it is to get what you need. Episodes are short and usually hit one topic, which is nice when you don't have much time and a loud toddler. I keep going back for more and have loved implementing what I'm learning. Thank you so much, Theo. I really appreciate taking the time to write that out. And I'm so glad that you appreciate the quickness of this podcast. When I made it, I literally asked myself, okay, I'm a busy mom. What do I like most? about the podcast I listen to nearly on a daily basis. And they're all short, quick, to the point, only the meat, no fluff. Now, sometimes I like a good conversation here and there, but overall, I really like the ones that just get to the point. We all have kids running around and we know that our time is valuable. So I appreciate that you appreciate it. All right, now let's get back into this idea of how to help our little ones try new foods. So the first thing that I want to talk about well, rather tip, I should say, is to make sure we're offering a variety. Now, I feel like maybe this goes without saying, but it really doesn't. This is so important. A lot of times we just want our kids to eat and we want kind of a home run. And so a lot of times we just give them what we know they'll already eat, right? It's an easy choice. If we have, let's say, green beans versus broccoli, and we know they always eat green beans, but they always leave broccoli on the table, a lot of times it just feels like the easier choice. Let's get some greens in them. Let's get them some veggies and offer them the green beans. Here's the thing is if we keep serving them the same things, they're going to keep eating the same things. I know it's nothing revolutionary, but truly the number one thing that we can do to help our little ones try new foods is to offer new foods. I know this can get frustrating and downright annoying whenever we serve them food and they don't touch it and it goes to waste and it feels like everything um, isn't lining up the way we would want it to, but exposing them to that food 
is the key indicator of if one day they'll pick it up and eat it. If we're not serving them broccoli, we can't expect them to eat broccoli regularly. We're in charge of what goes on the plate. And furthermore, we can't expect that after a year and a half of not seeing broccoli, that when we put it in front of them, they'll remember what it tastes like, have that anticipation, or want to actually put it in their mouth. This takes time, it takes practice, and it takes exposure. The second thing that we can do to help our little ones try new foods is to eat it ourselves. The research is really clear that what our kids eat, not only as children, but actually as adults, replicates or resembles what our parents ate. And I'm sure this is true for you too. Take a second and think back to what your parents liked when you were a kid or what they eat now or how they cooked. All of those things are probably somewhere in the mix with how you cook, how you approach food, what foods you like or don't like, whether it's a combination of both your parents or you take over one or the other, or even if it's like a grandparent or an aunt or someone who is in your life, I can almost guarantee that the foods that you choose were likely chosen by someone close to you as well. This is so important for us to pay attention to and realize the truth behind because at the end of the day, if we're not eating the foods we want our kids to eat, then they're not going to eat those foods. It's monkey see, monkey do. As much as I wish that wasn't true and I could just say what I want my little ones to do, I actually have to sit down and walk the walk. And I don't like that any more than you do, but it's true. And it's true whether it comes to food or our attitude or the way that we talk to each other. We see it pop up everywhere in our parenting. And a lot of times this can feel a little invasive, like we're looking in a mirror and pointing directly to the part of us that maybe isn't our favorite, right? At least I've struggled with this. So I do want to encourage you that if you feel like you struggle with your relationship to food or eating things or not eating things or skipping meals or anything like that, if you're not already subscribed to the Mama Well podcast, highly recommend it. It's dedicated to you and to your nutrition and talking about how to have that healthy relationship with food for yourself so that we can pass that on to our kids. So again, just to reiterate, one of the most powerful things we can do to help our little ones try new foods, like new foods, actually eat new foods regularly is to do it ourselves. And sometimes this even means modeling eating something we don't particularly like or putting it to the side and saying, yeah, mommy doesn't like that yet, right? Or maybe we try a taste of it and say, "Mm, I like mushrooms on pizza, but not in my salad. I'm going to skip these tonight. And that is completely fine. But it does take bravery. It does take modeling. And knowing that the research really sits behind our little one's eating the foods that we ourselves eat goes to show that this is one of the most powerful things we can do. So make sure to not only eat those foods, but eat those foods in front of your child. Now, we don't have to put on a big show about it. We're not like a ringleader situation. We're just quietly enjoying our meal and our kids happen to be near us. This is why family meals are so effective in helping our little ones develop these skills as well. Okay, before we move on to our final tip around how to help our little ones try new foods, I want to invite you to join my new food email challenge. This time around, we are focusing on eggs. So whether your little one 
likes eggs, doesn't like eggs, hasn't touched an egg since they were six months old, or, you know, somewhere in between. If you are interested in getting your little one interested in trying eggs, touching eggs, allowing eggs on their plate, or even liking eggs, this email challenge is for you. And it starts on November 8th, and I do not want you to miss it. So if you're new to my new food email challenges, essentially it's a period of time that we all come together, get the same emails to our inbox directly, and it tells us exactly what to do each day for one week or rather five days of tasks or kind of day-by-day playbook that I hand over to you. Each daily task or instruction is less than 10 minutes, so it's really low time investment with big results. In fact, last time I ran this email challenge, someone messaged me and here's what she had to say. She said, I cannot believe it. I have a level 10 picky eater and she just took a big bite out of it. She's never done this before. And I just want to encourage you that if you're struggling with picky eating, if you're struggling with your little one actually trying something new, this challenge can really help you. So there's kind of like some setup and some tips and tricks along the way, some mindset shifts that we all need to come to as well. And then I hand you over the playbook day by day directly to your inbox of what to do with eggs specifically in this email challenge, but with that new food each and every day to introduce it to your little one, to really set them up for success, to have positive interaction with that food. Now, of course, results aren't guaranteed in just five days, but I have heard that even in just the first couple of days, their little ones are more open to trying it. They take bites, they eat the whole thing, they're asking for seconds. Certainly this has happened. And even if it's not a home run where they ask for multiples of servings of eggs, even if it's that, we can still create a positive environment and a positive association and experience with that food, which will pay off in the long run. So this email challenge is for you. I will link it up all down below for you so you can join us. Again, we start um, November 8th and you'll get an email directly to your inbox every day for five days technically actually seven, I'll email you the week before and kind of give you some preparation for it so you're ready for it. And of course, the week after to follow up and see how everything went. Um, But this email challenge is going to be really, really helpful and tell you just exactly what to do. Again, no fluff, straight to the point, point by point, giving you that playbook and that exact to-do list each and every day. And I know that so many parents uh, really resonate with this way of teaching because they know that they can save those emails for a later date. They learn so many new things of how to apply it to any food, not just eggs. But this email challenge specifically will will revolve around eggs. And if your little one's allergic to eggs, or maybe they already like eggs, you can still participate in the new food email challenge and just make a little substitution here or there and choose your own new food that you want to focus on that week. Everything will still kind of apply. It will just kind of take some creativity on your point, or you can just wait it out and I do these email challenges every once in a while, so next time we'll be doing another food. All right, now kind of back to the show, I guess you could say, but I do hope that you join us in the email challenge. It's such a simple way to make a big impact in your home and just directly to the point of getting those little ones to try a new food. All right, the final tip that I want to leave you with today and how to help your little ones try new foods 
is to make it inviting to your little one. Now, inside Table Talk, I actually have an entire section that talks about how to create an invitation to investigate. And all this means is setting them up in a way at the table that their attention is on the food in front of them, that they feel invited to the table, they feel supported at the table, they have everything that they need in front of them to make this a positive eating experience, whether that's us or the right utensils or something fun and intriguing or something to give them a little extra invitation or pull or draw towards their food. So let me give you a few examples of how this works out. So one might be using their favorite character on the bowl or plate and buying something at the Dollar Tree that has their favorite Disney character. It just goes, oh, hey, this plate is clearly for you. Maybe it's even setting up the chair for them to be really supportive, that their back is supported and they feel comfortable and actually want to sit there long term and it's not that their feet are dangling and they're kind of scooting off the bench and being told by their mom to sit up every two seconds. And, you know, it's really hard and uncomfortable and maybe even a little cold, that it's actually an inviting place and a comfortable place for them to sit and enjoy a meal. Or maybe it's taking, you know, some fun food picks or toothpicks, even if your child's old enough and you feel safe doing that and putting, you know, the grape tomatoes on there or the cheese slices or meatballs or things like that. And calling them something goofy like dinosaur eggs or what have you. Just something to give them an invitation to play with their food, to explore their food, or really to investigate their food. We want them exploring. We want them hands-on. We want them to look at the food, to experience the food, to smell the food, to taste the food, of course, and to really get in there and enjoy it. Maybe even play with it a little bit. might get a little messy, but this is all part part of it. And so really creating that invitation to investigate is key to having our little one's attention grabbed and focused on the food. All right. Now, of course, there's so much more I could talk about on this topic, which is exactly what I teach in depth inside of Table Talk. But we'll also be touching on it during this email challenge that, again, starts November 8th. I'm going to link up everything down in the show notes below for you if you want to join us. I think it's going to be a great time. I think it's really going to change the game in your home. This is what I've heard before. And I just know how helpful it is as a busy mom to just be told what to do sometimes. Now, of course, all of these tips and tricks and lessons that you're going to learn through the email challenge can be applied in other places as well and further down the line. So it's going to be really helpful and just a really good taste of how you can control the environment in your home and you can set your little one up for success and you can feel empowered to make moves, to offer food, to do things in a way that feels really good to both you and your entire family in a way that just lets them explore and try new things and become more adventurous at the table. So all that to say, thanks for tuning in today. I hope to see you during the challenge, but if not, no worries. I will catch you next week with a brand new episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. 
Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right. Until next time, mamas.